Greetings fans of the arts. Welcome to Creative Kaleidoscope. I'm your host, Russell Dunn. On today's episode, we continue to explore some more of the interviews from C2E2 Comic Con in Chicago. Also, what would this show be without a painting of the week? Let's kick this thing off with getting our hands dirty. For this painting, we're starting with a blank 16 by 20 stretched canvas, and we're gonna hit it with the fluorescent pink. Just a nice uh, swirl pattern there, and gonna hit the sides of the canvas too. And then hit it with the cherry, bright cherry red, and some grape purple. And this is gonna be our base layer of the sky, and a little of the aquamarine blue and some fluorescent green as well and now we're going to do a cover layer of black for the night sky and not super thick but enough to cover the base layer and the sides and that's going to be our sky and now we're just using the plastic wrap that came around the canvas and just pressing it on there and that's going to give us our texture and pattern that we want and make sure it's nice and on there and all the spots you want it out and then peel it away and you'll see you're gonna pull off the that black layer at least some of it and it'll reveal your your swirl pattern and then you crunch it up and just kind of dab it around there and You'll kind of get your pattern that you want, reveal the base layer that you want, and if you want to add some more color to it, go ahead, and if you want to get a different texture, a different feel, I'm using just a newspaper sheet, I'm just kind of working it around, just to get the texture and color design of the sky that I want. fluorescent pink which really again the fluorescent colors they look cool and then they make it look cool in the black light as well and now I've also used now on this one I'm using the glossy advertisement page in the newspaper any paper or you know plastic thing that you use to peel your layers of aerosol paint away will look different. They have a little bit different peel to them. So now I'm just using a rag that's cut from an old t-shirt and we're gonna make some mountains pretty much with uh, our fingers and paint on the t-shirt rag. And we're just using some different blues mountains we're gonna add some some more color 
and I kind of wasn't feeling how the t-shirt rag was working at first so now I'm laying down the mountains with the spray cans right onto the canvas and then going to use a piece of newspaper to work the mountain texture in but we're still going to end up using the t-shirt rag to get some more detail in and the shape of the mountains really the way that we want them but this is more just to give you a nice texture and color pattern instead of just smeared paint for a lack of a better term but we're still going to use the t-shirt rag now that we've got our mountains how we kind of want them and we're going to accent them and get them the angles and the depth and all of that that we want and just nice and easy and just move the paint around on the canvas you know make sure you, you're keeping the the rag tight to your fingers. You don't want to drag the excess rag into the paint. And now I'm going to spray some white on there to put some snow on the mountains. And just kind of working it in there. And what's great about these paintings is that you really you can do them without any real tools, per se. I mean, you can uh, get a rag by cutting up an old t-shirt. You know, you can use sponges, an old sponge, cut up an old sponge. You know, recycle. That's one of the, the must-dos the must with these paintings, is you can... Turn trash into treasure, so to speak. And you can also save yourself some money on uh, some paint tools. And it's kind of fun, too. You know? There's always a joy of finger painting when you were a kid, and at least in my opinion. And this is kind of a, a way to do it as an adult, or a little bit more professional. And I'm just working the snow, or the white paint, as the snow into the mountains. And it's kind of giving me the color of the mountain that I want. Now this is a tool that I, that I do recommend. And that's the long paint guard straight edge. This is just kind of marking the horizon where our lake is actually going to meet the base of the mountains. You can really use any long straight edge, but you know the paint shield ones that you can get at the hardware store for a couple bucks are worth it. And then so is a metal palette knife. They are very helpful. And again, I'm using the palette knife to move some paint around on the canvas to 
give the mountains some definition, defining lines, and just kind of working it across there. And moving the paint across the canvas. And kind of giving the mountains the directional flow that they need. And now I'm going to work in some shrubs, bushes, trees, I guess, if you will. And here's where that cut up old sponge is going to come into play. And I've sprayed it with some meadow green color paint. And again, I, I use the Rust-Oleum paints for this because while well, one, they don't eat through canvas, the Krylon paints seem to eat through canvas. They do make aerosol paints that are specifically for canvas, but they're pretty expensive. And you can get the Krylon, or the Rust-Oleum, excuse me, in such a wide variety of colors. And they're inexpensive. And they're very, they're opaque. They're they're easy to work with. They dry at a decent rate, not super fast, but not slow either. And I'm just working in that meadow green around the back sides of the canvas, and again just dabbing it away with the piece of cut sponge. to add in the color for my lake and I believe that's oasis blue is the color that I'm using there and just working it in there and it's okay if you cover up a little bit of the area you were just dabbing with the sponge because we're gonna do it again anyway and now we're getting our colors. We went oasis blue, deep blue, fluorescent green, and then a nice little layer of white. And then we're going to give our water some texture just by running our fingers across it, like so. And this will give the water like that ripple effect look. And what's cool is when you include the fluorescent green color in there, it will actually make it pop in the black light still. Which I, I just like, I think is cool. It's sometimes when you use the fluorescent colors hidden underneath, or it can look like a whole different painting under the black light. And now hitting it the broken sponge or the chopped up sponge rather with the meadow green again and just kind of working it back where we did the first time to redefine our plant lines and tree lines and things like that and we're going to kind of do that along the horizon area too that we did that we sprayed with the black along the paint guard straight edge and we're going to go up the other side again too. 
And you just gently kind of work it on there how you how you want to do it. There's really no such thing as, as perfect. You know, plants and things just grow how they grow, so just let your hand do what it does. You know, you can try and, and stay balanced. You know, you want to have a balanced painting as far as, you know, the eye and when you look at it. Now I am going to add some stars to the sky. And I just sprayed a little bit of white spray paint on my finger. Shake off the excess and flick it onto the canvas in the sky and it's going to give us our star patterns. And that's all very random. You know, sometimes you can try and keep it close to the original swirl pattern. But we're gonna take a short break and we'll be back in a second. When the weather is nice, there really is no better feeling than opening up the garage workshop and busting out the spray paint cans. When we get back, we're going to jump back into some more of the interviews we shot at C2E2 in Chicago. low-budget movie version. 60s TV version. Early 2000s high school pseudo-adaption that eventually grows into the geek we all know and love version, yeah? I'm getting paid a lot of money to be here, so listen up. Watch the Geektainment channel on NewRadioMedia.com. It's geek-approved. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic, sweeping adventure. We try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on new radio media. Turtle power! Welcome back. In the beginning of April, the new radio media crew traveled to downtown Chicago for the C2E2 Comic-Con. One artist that I was very excited to interview was Ryan Stegman. His art style and body of work is truly remarkable. He had some very interesting insights into his creative process that we discussed. Let's check out that interview. All right, so welcome back to Creative Kaleidoscope, and I am here at C2E2 in Chicago with the extremely talented Ryan Stegman. How and, are you, man? and handsome. And very handsome, very <laughs> handsome. Yes. I'm good, thank you. So first of all, man, what really like inspires you creatively? Um, just like all forms of art, I would yeah. say. Uh, 
you know, you can get inspired by anything. It can be a movie, it can be music, it can be uh, an image, you know, just anything can lead to it. You never know when inspiration is going to strike, but it just does. Right, definitely, definitely. Now, I know you draw a lot of Spider-Man, a lot of, like, Venom stuff. Like, what is your favorite character to really get in depth with? Spider-Man. Spider-Man, yeah. for sure. That's silly question. I, I'm right. learning, you know, about Venom, like, that I like Venom more than I ever realized. I think that a lot of that has to do with the scripts that Donny Cates has been turning in, because uh, they're so good. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Spider-Man, it's what I've, you know, I've been into Spider-Man since I was little, so. Yeah, for sure. It's impossible to break that. Yeah, for sure. So, and... Like when you're working with what particular mediums are like your favorite, like pencil and ink? And yes. Like just I mean, that's pretty much that's the answer. Pen, right. Pencil and ink. Uh, I a lot. I never went to art school, which is where I think that you kind of expand the types of things that you'll use. Right. Uh, I aimed right at comic books, so I always was pencil and ink from the. I, I remember reading an article where they Todd McFarlane talked about the nibs he used, so I went out and bought those nibs and. Uh, yeah, I've always been, you know, doing that. So how long would you say, how many years have you been doing this for? Oh, forever. Yeah, yeah, like, as a kid, I mean, as a professional, it's been, like, 13 years. But um, my whole life, I drew all the time. It's always been, like, a passion of mine. And, uh, you know, my sisters are into art, too, and so we all just drew together all the time when we were kids and if you had like one thing that you could say to aspiring artists you know like a little whatever what would you what would you say to them well I mean if you love drawing just do it all the time because it's I mean it's still to me uh, you know every once in a while when you get into that like 12th hour of work that can get a little tedious but I can go I can draw pretty much constantly and it's always fun so I mean, if you love it, just keep doing it. Absolutely. Well, and I guess in relation to the Geek Team and Weekly stuff and the stuff, if you could have one superpower, what would it be? Ah, flight, probably. Right? right. Don't you think? Right, yeah. I guess teleportation would be cool. That's mine, (laughs) yeah, for sure. So So you could just go anywhere, but I think flight would be pretty awesome, especially if you could fly really fast. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Well... Fellow Michigander, Metro Detroiter, Ryan, thank you so much, man. Appreciate it. So we're continuing to add the star pattern to the sky. And we're going to clean up any excess paint drops that may have landed where we didn't want them to, which is fine. It's easy to do. That's one of the beauties of working with the spray paint. And, you know, white in this particular scenario where it's landed can be worked into the the scenery if you will and now we've put some red some of that cherry red on the sponge piece and we're just kind of dabbing it on there kind of adding some I guess some flower petals or some different colors to our plant scene and just nice and easy bunch of little little tiny dabs with the hands and yeah just nice and easy 
the red. And now we're going to put some, I guess, key lime green yellow on there. And that's going to contrast the red and meadow green very well. And it looks really cool. I like how those colors all contra contrast each other. nice and easy and then we're going to go along the horizon line as well kind of the foothills and now I'm going to use a, a white acrylic paint pen to redefine my mountains a bit and I'll give them the angles that I want, kind of, it's kind of giving more definition to what we were doing with the palette knife. This just makes those marks that you made with the palette knife pop a bit more. And the key when you're using the acrylic paint pens is to definitely make sure that your paint is dry. And I'm just going to add, you know, make this some stars a bit more, a bit larger by adding some, some points to them sparkling stars I guess you could say and I'm just finding like the, the larger white paint dots and adding some you know some crosses on them some cross patterns on them and turning them to stars and now I'm adding some small trees to the foothills with a black acrylic paint pen and I'm going to add a nice big pine tree in the foreground there that is growing on the front, on the, the side of the lake that's away from the mountains, I guess you can say. So that's why it's much larger than the small tree that's in the background along the foothills of the mountains. And the pine trees, I just like to start with a, the trunk line and then kind of do a, a wide V shape really quick back and forth, up and down with I guess the fulcrum of the V being where the tree trunk is. And then as you get closer to the bottom, the wider your V shape gets until you're at the bottom of the tree and it's basically a flat line and that'll give your pine tree a, a pretty realistic shape to it I suppose and I just like to do my trees in, in black sometimes I do them in other colors but We'll explore some other colors for trees and plants and some, some other episodes, but you know, for this I just like to do them in black 
and then I do the defining lines in white. Then we're just going to keep working this tree and we'll be back in a hot minute. We're going to take a quick break and when we come back we'll keep painting away on this beautiful sunny day. Stay tuned. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. What's going on in your neighborhood? They say it takes a village. Things. The things that are a testament to the old. The things that are a testament to the new. Know what's going on in your community. Check out our community channel on NewRadioMedia.com. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for the mm -hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? Alright, let's see how that painting is coming along. And we're continuing to do the same thing on the other side of the canvas with the trees. We start with the trunk line right down the center, and we're using that V-shaped pattern to create the branches of the pine trees. And just working it nice and easy. And start with a smaller V-shape at the top, but more closed, and again, it widens out as you get towards the bottom and it gives the pine tree that pine tree shape. And just taking your time and, you know, making sure that the paint's dry because you don't want to, you can ruin your markers if you do it on wet paint, on wet spray paint that is. You don't want to do that. So if you've got to let your paint dry for a minute, however long it takes, it's worth it. Sometimes I don't even add in the trees until the entire spray paint sections are completely dry. That way I don't have to worry about messing up any of the spray painted sections with, you know, putting my palm down or something on the, on the canvas or moving some not dry color. 
because you can easily move color around that you don't mean to move. And we're just going to keep adding some trees into the foothills of the mountains there on the back side of the lake, the far side of the lake. And they're obviously farther away and from our point of view, so they're going to be smaller compared to the larger trees that are closer in our field of view. And just kind of adding the trees where I where I want them to be. Again, trying to keep in mind that I want the painting to stay balanced. Balanced to the eye, anyway. And that's one thing that I like to do as well if I ever am out and I want to sketch a some scenery or something out just out and about on a hike or whatever as you sit down and try to find an area where you can create find balance in the scenery around you or not or you can do whatever you want that's the fun of it whatever you're feeling you just go for it now I'm just adding some some black lines to my mountains a little bit more definition texture all of that fun stuff and especially now that my mountains are definitely nice and dry just keep going over them with the acrylic paint pen some more trees in the back foreground, foothills. And just nice quick movements with the pen. They don't need to be very detailed in the back, they're just, they're just there. be smaller and there really is no better feeling than on a beautiful day opening up the garage workshop and just busting out the spray paint cans in my opinion it's a lot of fun and anyone can do it. It's it's probably one of the more simple ways to create your own artwork. The techniques are very easy, very simple. And if you do them properly, they can look pretty cool.
I'm just continuing to add some more trees to the foothill, the back side of the lake. Trying not to leave too much open space between the trees. I want it to look rather forested at the base of the mountains there in the foothills, if you will. And I'm doing the same thing on the smaller trees as I did on the larger trees as far as the pattern. It's just smaller, quicker, and to the point a lot faster. And it's also less detailed. It's just quick. Get the shape of the tree down. And like the ones in the foreground, the bigger trees, which we're going to go over with the the white paint pen again in a minute, we're not going to do that to the trees in the background and the foothills of the mountains. And again, we're just going back over the mountains, just some more definition to the mountains with the black paint pen. Just to make it how, you know, you want it to look for your eye. And now we're going over the foreground trees with the white paint pen. And this is kind of going to define the pine trees a little bit more and give them some more, some more depth. A little more definition. And we'll go over this with the white. And then we'll go over it in the black too. Again, just a couple small lines, a few lines with the black again. We're not going to completely cover up the white, just like the white is not going to completely cover up the black with the layers. star there and that's just finding a larger paint dot and making the star there and we'll be back in a minute to finish this painting coming up another interview from C2E2 with comic artist and writer Jake Smith we will check out that interview right after this short break Are you ready for our new live streaming pop culture show? Joe, I'm always ready. <laughs> That's what she said. <laughs> it's all about you, and that's the way we like it. 
where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. Join the conversation at NewRadioMedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. Hi, I'm Andy. And I'm David. Join us for fun and adventure on our new show, PodQuesters, where we fight through imaginary battles and pray to the dice gods for good rolls. Yes, it's an epic sweeping adventure where we try to fulfill our destinies without driving the Dungeon Master crazy. I thought that was the point. Anyways, check us out here on NewRadioMedia.com, Fridays, PodQuesters. See you there. Hey, you guys, it's Raphael of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geektainment Weekly on New Radio Media. Turtle Power! Jake Smith's work is very unique and was something that stood out from a lot of the others at C2E2. The self-published artist and writer had a lot to say about creating a comic of his own and what it took to get his work published for the masses. And I'm back here on Creative Kaleidoscope at C2E2 in Chicago sitting here with is it totally awesome Jake Smith. Jake, how's your con, man? Oh, it's going good, man. Having a lot of fun. I'm tired now, though. It's I hear Sunday, you. You know? Yeah. Definitely. Day three. We're, uh... Um... So, first of all, congratulations on the Kickstarter campaign and it all working, seeming to work out and oh, yeah. getting your, uh, your label out there and your name out there and really love your style and oh, kind of, how did you kind of find your voice or whatever? Well, I have a lot of different influences, you know, so I kind of like pick and choose what I like from all my favorite artists and kind of, and then they all come out, you know, in my own way. That's the hardest thing about finding your own style is letting you be yourself when you draw. Because you look at everybody else and you know, looking around here, everyone's so good. It's easy to just like copy people if you wanted to. Uh, but letting myself just, um, you know, draw the way I would draw, I think people connect to it more. So the Kickstarter, it went pretty well because I feel like people get me in the art. You know what I mean? So, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, what do you? What did you find? Like was, one, like to me, creating something like this is a totally daunting task, especially doing it by yourself. What, what do you think was like the biggest hurdle to get over as far as doing this on your own? Um, the biggest one on the first uh, Kickstarter was just wondering if people would care. You know, when you're a, a new creator, you don't know if people like connect to your style. I guess. So I kind of just threw it out there, hoping people would be into it. If they weren't, I'd move on, do something else. And they just happened to like it, and it, and it worked out. So that, that was the biggest thing. And then just following through on all the promises you make. You know, Kickstarter is a big, a hard thing to do. you got so many people. And I messed up a lot on the first one. I didn't do the right um, international shipping fees and all that stuff. Like, if you want to do that kind of thing, people talk about the artistic stuff, learn about the... Uh, business and the money stuff too. That stuff sucks, especially for creative people. We have no idea um, how to go about doing that. So, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. No, I know you. You write and you do the art of yeah. of your stuff. Now, which influences which? Does the art 
influence your writing or does the writing influence the art? I got you. Um, well, what I've been doing recently, like on the first one I wrote a script and did all, you know, the usual way you do it. On the second one I kind of just came up with the basic plot and then did all the art first and then went back in and wrote the dialogue after. So it's really the art dictates the story for me. Um, so wherever the art takes me, that's where I end up. Because sometimes you write, you draw a picture and you don't need any dialogue. Like the, the drawing tells the story. So it's, be, it's more effective not to put dialogue in. So really the art dictates kind of the, where the story goes. Very cool, man. Now, like, at what point do you, did you in, in your life, and you're a young guy, I mean, like, at what point in your life did you say, all right, I'm going to publish my own comic book and I'm, I'm going to take, take the chance and yeah. just go for it? Um, well, uh, a few years ago, uh, I, was in, I was at school and I was kind of sick of school. Like, I didn't feel, I like, feel like I had plateaued and I didn't feel like they were giving me anything else. Uh, they were offering me any more than I could do on my own. So I just threw it out there to see if people would be into it. And I knew that if, you know, people backed me, I would rise to the challenge, you know, so to speak, and, and you know, get past that plateau and up the, up the mountain or whatever. Yeah. Right. So, yeah, yeah, oh, man. And uh, I guess working like, you know, I'm guessing, you know, you probably like most people have been doing this your whole life, drawing and all that. Like, what was like, I guess, what's your favorite medium to work with? Ink, pen, paints, what like? Oh yeah, just the straight up pencil. Then you go in with a brush and all that kind of thing. Yeah, I've, you know, I've tried painting and I know I, I should do it because that's what, you know, high art, right. but I just, it, I cannot, like I do not have fun doing it, you know what I mean? Um, so I'll settle for drawing cartoons. Cool. Cool. Well, like on our geek podcast, we we always ask, you know, if you could have a superpower, what would it be? But on my art podcast, I'd like to sit, like ask if you had one word to give to or one piece of advice to give to aspiring artists, what would it be? Um, you know, I don't want to quote uh, Shia LaBeouf, the great prophet Shia LaBeouf here, but um, just do it, you know? I mean, it's hard to do. A lot of people go, oh, well, tomorrow I'll, get, I'll, I'll be ready then, and then I can do it. But you're going to suck the first time you do it anyway, so might as well get the sucking out of the way as soon as possible, you know? Do all your, your shitty work first so that it can become, you know, better. So, yeah, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And I guess with attached to that, that made me think, how do you get past, I guess, because everyone's their own worst critic, right? Yeah. At what point, how do you, what do, for you, what's a way to get past, like, Ask your that. inner thought? Uh, just accept that you're always going to hate it, you know? You'll never, you'll never like it. Right. And if you, if you get to the point where you're okay with it, then you, you've probably stopped getting better, you know what I mean? You should always look at your old stuff and cringe. Like, I'm in the middle of this commission right now, and I'm already hating it, you know what I mean? Uh, but just finish it. Yeah. That's a big thing, too, yeah. Absolutely, man. Jake. So good luck to you, man, thank and you. thank you so much for this, man. Awesome, thank you for good. having me. After the break, we'll put the finishing touches on this week's painting. It's all about you, and that's the way we like it. Where you're going. What you do to stay fit. What you're eating. What you're thinking. And how you're feeling. 
Join the conversation at newradiomedia.com's Lifestyles channel. Stream the life you want to live. At Murray's Park City, we're known for offering customer service you won't get in any chain store or online. But don't take it from me, just listen to what our customers have to say. The employees at Murray's are knowledgeable, courteous. They make you feel like you're at home. Pick up a can of Seafoam Fuel System Treatment for only $6.99 or a five-quart container of Mobile One Motor Oil for just $28.95. Murray's Park City and Pontiac Trail at Maple Road in Wald Lake. We've got the parts you need when you need them. Why are we here? What makes a person truly good? For those answers, you're going to have to take a philosophy class. But if you're more interested in who would win in a fight between R2-D2 and a Dalek, watch Get It to the Geeks on Tuesdays at 6 p.m. on NewRadioMedia.com. Guys, wait up. Hold on. Daddy said hold on. You know, I was thinking, Bill. Yeah. I'm ready for our show, and, and you're ready for the mm -hmm. show, but how do we let everyone know that we're ready for the show? Uh, slow motion rap video? Guys, Raphael with Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Guess what? The only thing we can get down here in the sewer is Geek Entertainment Weekly on New Radio Media. Turtle Power! Now let's check out how that painting turned out. And we're continuing to add some larger stars to the sky just by finding the larger paint drops from when we flicked on our stars and doing some cross patterns, some line cross patterns on them to add the star shine. And now I'm just kind of going back over the base of the foothills with the straight edge and the straight edge paint shield and kind of hitting it with that black again to redefine the backside of the lake. And like I was saying before the break, again, we're going to go over the white on the trees with the black. Like we went over the white on the black. Now we're going back black again over the white. And it's just going to give some more definition to the trees. And adding some more of the meadow green to our sponge. And we're actually going to put the... We're going to close up the lake here. Put the shore of the lake there. I still feel like the painting's missing something, so I want to add the shoreline. Just with the meadow green is going to be fine. I'll probably add the red again, some, some flower colors. 
And I'll add the yellow, the key, the key line yellow color as well. Because those colors just seem to work well together. And remember, always wear a respirator. It's just so much better. You don't want to be tasting the aerosol spray paint all day long. Be doing this in a nice ventilated area. And latex gloves are always nice to use or rubber gloves, whatever. Because spray paint will stick on your skin for a while or it will take a long time to scrub off there, so... Why not wear gloves? You can get a box of a hundred of them for four or five bucks. Or you can go to the dollar store even and, and get a small pack of them. But they're worth it if you're going to be doing painting like this. And again, just adding some more what would be, you know, flower petals. Rosebuds maybe, whatever kind of flowers you and you can use a lot of any colors you want for your painting. Whatever you think looks good. I find myself sticking to a lot of similar colors that I just like for my eye. And now I'm going to add a nice big tree right down the left center off the shoreline and again just going to do that V pattern start with the smaller V's at the top and go from tight to wide at the bottom and just back and forth back and forth with my black acrylic paint pen and the more used to this you get the quicker it goes so shape as we get closer to the base of the tree and just making the trunk a little wider bottom straightening out there at the bottom of the canvas and also going to finish off the tree down on the side of the canvas too I don't want the tree to just end where the canvas does I want it to go all the way around the side definition to it, kind of evening out how the trees look, and 
and just keep adding it in there until you feel, feel comfortable with how the tree looks. And I'm going to add one more big tree off the shoreline. And you're going to repeat the same steps. Just nice and easy, back and forth. You can go quickly. Especially now that the paint, the spray paint, is all dry. That's just so crucial. It really makes working with the paint pens much easier. And just doing our V pattern down to give us the shape of our tree. Back and forth. And what I find doing stuff like this, or you know, these repetitive motions of moving the color around or anything like that, it can be pretty therapeutic. It kinda is hypnotizing. You know, you put on some good music. Nice day. You know, an audiobook maybe, your favorite podcast, who knows? Just whatever to keep your mind stimulated. Especially on a nice spring sunny day. Comfortable temperature, sun shining, garage workshop. Always fun. And then again, adding the white to add the def defining lines to the tree. Some more definition, some depth, some highlights. Just back and forth, marking the trunk line too, and the branches. Again, you're repeating the same pattern, but it's a little wider than the original pattern because you still want to be able to see that black base layer. And we're going to do it to the other tree. Same thing. And we'll end up Adding the black onto it one more time, too. Once we get through this white. And the white is how you want it. And the definition of the trees is how you want it. And your shape is correct. You take, let us assume, a third toke. Long and slow, you vaporize. And getting the bottom side of the canvas. And there is a sound. And I'm adding a, a big starburst there with the straight edge and some white paint. 
And actually, when this was all said and done, I actually went and touched it up with... airbrush so I didn't really like how it turned out with the straight edge and the aerosol there is a cheer the gnomes have learned a new way to say who You've got to be careful when you do this because paint will drip off of the straight edges. It's can be a pain. Or you won't get the right sprays that you want. Try to hit it with a little fluorescent yellow so it shines in the black light. But for this, I knew I was going to have to Touch it up afterwards when I got home or back in the inside workshop. And now we're just signing our name and we've got our finished painting. Thanks for checking this out and Love to see a masterpiece of your own. Share it on our Facebook page, Creative Kaleidoscope. Have a good one. As always, thank you very much for checking out the show this week. And remember, I would love to see some of the artwork that you are creating. Feel free to share it with us on the Creative Kaleidoscope Facebook page at CK Podcast or on Twitter at CK Vidcast. If there are any episodes you have missed, remember you can watch the episodes anytime on demand at newradiomedia.com or download the app from our app store. Just search NRM Streams with a Z. I'll see all of you the same time, same place, only here on New Radio Media. Peace. Peace.